sweet. Well, thanks, Joel, for taking the time to do this. First things first, man. How you doing? It's, I don't know about you, but where I am in London, it is super, super warm. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 warm outside. Um, lucky enough, this is got some nice aircon in here, and I've got a massive fan because having pale skin and ginger hair, it's a killer. <laughs> so I've got a nice like a desk fan as well as aircon blowing on me, just to make sure I'm nice and cool. So yeah, <laughs> good I'm, stuff. Uh, I'm covered. Good stuff. I mean, we can't. There's no interview we've done in the last 12 plus months, right? That we cannot mm-hmm. begin without checking on your well-being throughout the yeah. throughout the uh, COVID times. Mm-hmm. So I have to check on you as well, man. How you been holding up the last, say, 15, uh, 16 months? Yeah, um, all right. The first kind of it's mad thing, like the first kind of five, six months, um, I was I was all right. Like I I now I, I moved from London. I now live down the coast, and it was like nothing was. It was like it was kind of like cracking on as normal yeah and the weather was amazing and i was like oh this is this is mad and it was like it wasn't happening and then um october hit and it just became as bad as anywhere else and from october to march i must admit i had a real i just felt it was just sad and i was just i felt a little bit rough that kind of a period and uh of time but yeah, things are on, on the up now. I'm kind of working some weeks. I'm in London, some weeks I'm at home, and that's a good that's a good mix. Um, but yeah, like I say, the first the first five six months, I was like, okay, this is mad. Uh, it's kind of okay down here. So yeah, but no, no, it's um, I'm okay now. Cheers. Did you, did you get fur- furloughed? Were you basically no? no? I, I was working from home, so yeah, I was just kind of doing something else. But yeah, no, it was. Um, my work's been pretty, pretty good through this whole thing. To be fair, I'm very lucky. So um, yeah, it's been cracking on with stuff at home. Okay, that's. I mean, that's good. Uh, working from home, that aspect of it. I often hear it from people who never really worked at home before and then were forced to during this period. It kind of mm-hmm. felt like an invasion of their home life. Were you mm-hmm. able to kind of balance things well? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of got into a nice routine. Like I would wake up, go for a run come back, have breakfast, do some work and whatnot, and then spend a couple of hours doing that. Then I'd go for like a walk, like I have a nice park, like 20 yards from me. And I, I'm fortunate I live like two minutes from the beach. So I'd go down and have a walk. And I was just like, it was just nice. And I'd come back and do a few more like hours and a few other bits. And um, yeah, I kind of broke it up and it was it was fine. You know, it, it, it didn't feel too bad. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I was all right. During the period then as well, we kind of like, particularly when we're talking to bands and artists and people uh, mm-hmm. itself, what positives, yeah. if any, have you been able to kind of take out of this period? The only, Christ, um, I'd say the one real, pe- the one like positive was we were kind of like, we managed to finish our writing our album and we managed to go and record our album. Um, and that was probably, um, I mean, we kind of, got a lot of a lot of other details and a lot of other things done and we had nothing else we couldn't go and jam and whatnot so we just focused on we had to write some some of the album like over like skype and what have you um because we couldn't get in a practice room and whatnot and it was like kind of like 10 minutes worth of music and we've never really done that we always jam and write music mm-hmm. so yeah we kind of got together and we did like i say we did that last 10 minutes worth of music over skype but that was probably the only real positive um, for for the band that's come from this. Um, kind of 
doing having to kind of realize you have to do a lot more phone calls a lot more jumping on calls and that and just trying to get through it but you know that was it you know us being able to finish the album finish writing the album finish recording it um and yeah i think that was probably it. i can't find many more positives thing uh, is, during it's this time accomplishment regardless because i mean it's easy to forget you can be the smallest band in the entire world or you can be the giants mm-hmm. who fill in stadiums everybody was in the same boat yeah yeah totally i, I mean I, i'm sure there's some bands who had it like really bad obviously we're not not the biggest touring band at the moment and you know we all have jobs that go beside this but there's bands obviously and this is this is their life you know mm. and um so I, I you know i feel i feel for those guys you know that's a real that's a real killer but um yeah i'd say you know we've we've you know had it bad because it kind of stopped a little bit of the momentum that we were gaining but i yeah. feel like we kind of just dropped straight back into that to be fair um with everything that's kind of happened since so yeah i think i think we're kind of we're lucky compared almost, to a lot of other bands. Yeah, you almost feel guilty, right? Complaining about yeah. any particular small issue? Um, major. Mm. Like, And I've seen how much it's affected a lot of friends who work within within the industry as well. And I mean, it's gutting. It's totally gutting. And um, yeah, I, I do. I'm, I feel really, really like lucky that I'm in the situation I'm in. Um, and I just feel so gutted for so many good people and so many friends who have who've had it much worse than I will like in this situation. No, that's fair. That's fair. And I mean, we've got to bring this up as well, because as of the time of recording, we're less than two hours away from effectively having a four week delay to the lifting of the final restrictions, pretty much confirmed. Now I have mm-hmm. to ask, because this does affect you guys directly. Have you been able to come to terms with the news? Because obviously you have UK tour dates between the 7th of uh-huh. July and the 11th of July. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've kind of got a plan in place. Um, which we kind of already jumped ahead of. We're trying to get some things sorted. Um, so, yeah, we've kind of figured out what we, we need to do pushing forward from this moment. Um, sadly, I mean, it's, it's the inevitable, you know, <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. Um, but with, we've got something in mind. We're all kind of trying to figure a way to get around it. I'm guessing... Not everyone's going to be happy, but hopefully people can understand because, you know, you know, you get them people saying it, you get people who moaned about the download pilot lineup. So, you know what I mean? Like we haven't had a festival for like 18 months on this shit, you know, and it's, so you get some mad people, of course. Um, but hopefully, hopefully people can um, understand. Um, but yeah, we're trying to figure out something, but we've got a plan. We have a plan. So. Okay. I mean, that's and good. We, a plan is good we've got some good stuff to announce as well. So. Okay, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah I was um, because yeah. your, your show in London at the Black Heart would have would have would have well would have would have been my first non socially distant show since yeah. twenty twenty. So it's kind of like yeah, <laughs> yeah, like we we did. You know, I think it would have been nice to get in there first. I think we were going to be a lot of people's first um, non like well first show back. Mm. Um, but I prefer to do a show where people feel completely at ease completely comfortable the situation so um you know we know it's going to happen i say two hours time i'm pretty sure it's going to happen but we you know the show will be very soon so you know certainly london will be very soon the show goes on exactly (laughs) 
Of course, <laughs> big news and the whole reason why we're sitting down to talk about this is June 25th. It's the release of Serpent and Spirit via Candlelight. Yes, now, yes. I feel like this has been a long time coming, obviously, for you from the EP and so on. And you had to <laughs> write part of the album and recorded it during the covid era talk us through that kind of experience and um the thought process particularly when it came to the last steps of the album because i believe that's that's where you were that's the part you had to kind of do via skype and stuff yeah i mean like everything was kind of like kind of going smooth obviously and hmm. we started writing kind of the moment i think we there was some stuff on the album that i've had for years that angus has had for years and we've just been trying to find the right band and whatnot to put it in and um, yeah, it was like every weekend we get together or every other weekend and we were just jamming through this stuff. And some stuff like took one practice, um, mm. one song, one song literally took five minutes, you know, and it just it was just, just a jam and it came out. And yeah, it was all going great. And then, of course, this hit. But the two songs we had to finish, I think I had a two, mate, there's some long songs on this album. Mm. I think the two, I think I had a two longest, the instrumental and a song called desolate heart i'm trying to trying to think um and we had about five minutes of each left to write so i mean i think we had a plan with memorial we had a plan with what was going to come next so that helped with desolate heart it was a lot of uh, there was we just couldn't get a transition and it's been like that we've had some of that music for years yeah. uh, me and angus but once i kind of come up with something but it was a little bit later on in the song, but they kind of are oh, right. There's the bridge. So I sent that to Angus. Angus cracked on. We kind of did it over a few Skype meetings. There was a lot of humming and a lot of beatboxing, you know, <laughs> and then, then we finally got it together and we jumped on with a call with Rich. Then Angus used the old classic like Guitar Pro. You know, you listen to it on Guitar Pro, you're like, yeah, this just sounds heavy and it's just it's computer it's shit. And um, so, yeah, once we kind of got that in mind, we just kept practicing at home. Then we managed to get in the practice room for about four weeks before we went to record. So a lot of it was just thrashing that out and making it feel like it fits. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, th that was all fine. I, I will say, like, I, I don't know how bands just do that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to write, get one guy who's going to write it all over a computer and then send it off. I, I'd feel like I'd miss something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, not ideal. But, yeah, everything, it was going, the whole writing process was great. It was like we didn't really set ourselves a, a time because we weren't signed or anything. We had no one to sort of do this for. And um, so we were, it was just really relaxed. And, you know, it's like sometimes if we've been trying to write this one song for three or four weeks and it's not working, you're forcing it, put it on the back burner, go mm. and crack on with something else. So, yeah, I must say the whole the whole process of the actual writing was really, really easy, really relaxed and yeah I, I really enjoyed it and we've already started writing for the next album and yeah it's the same vibe it's just great i love, love just practicing in the room and getting that buzz and seeing everyone else buzzed about oh that riff and then you remember it's like you know as a kid you know you'd go home and you would remember that bit and you just want to jam it the next yeah. week and you know i think that's what one kind of one good thing you know that we try and do is be a jam band as much as the music's quite technical in areas and what have you but we love writing it together because you know it's just it's an exciting it adds an energy to the whole vibe like everything yeah, that's, that's going on that does make sense and um when did you when, when did you get the final final product back basically after you've sent it off for mastering and stuff when did you get it back well we we um i mean we got a master back from chris uh fielding hmm. about the start of december oh wow and then and yeah like i was just like okay cool 
and then I posted a picture. Oh yeah, we're, we're you know buzzing that we finished like the album, and we can't wait for people to hear it. And then Darren from Spine Farm and Candlelight dropped me a message like, "Let me hear something." And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Just going with just going with what I thought was the best song, and it's like eight and a half minutes. And I got a call like whatever five minutes later, and he was like, "I need this. I need to sign this." Right. And I was like, "Fuck!" And then from there we. We sort of um, it needed a little bit. Um, the mastering side just needed a bit more life to put into it, maybe a bit more volume and whatnot. And the label I spoke to Jens Bogren, who's done some of the greatest albums in the last 20 years for metal, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'd love to do something with this." And we sorted something out, and yeah, got the masters back, and it just adds to it. It's a very, it's not one of them real polished albums like when you hear some bands and it's completely perfect and yeah. there's there's an atmosphere there's still a vibe there and Jens's work as well as on, as well as Chris's I think really added a good vibe to it so yeah I'd say that we kind of got that back maybe like the final thing maybe like early Jan you know Jens took Christmas off and whatnot and then there we go and then it was off to the label to do all that stuff it's so nice to hear this because we you wouldn't believe how many bands we've been speaking to during this lockdown period who have had work that basically they've either been sitting on since late 2019 early 2020 mm -hmm. and uh so it's kind of nice to see that like all right it was january and we're now in june so it's not been a massive mm -hmm. so basically you're not sick of it yet i would hope no 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 i'm buzzed i'm still excited about everything that's happening like so yeah i mean that time might come but i'm excited now to hear we're hearing what people are saying we're mm -hmm. seeing some bits and bobs um from you know we had a really amazing article like from dom lawson who growing up he's like one of my favorite i think he's he's for me he's like just the man mm. and um and so when he wrote a piece um in prog magazine about us and it's it's an amazing piece and i'm like yeah fucking wicked so yeah i love all that stuff you know so i'm not i'm not bored yet it's fascinating that time will probably come it's fascinating, isn't it? Like, because obviously the death of print uh, magazine, so to speak, is on it. It's coming. It's slowly but surely, unfortunately, mm. coming. But these exactly. skills, yeah, yeah. that sort of um, air and importance of getting a feature or an interview or a review yeah, yeah. in that print is so important. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I mean, one, once I realised we were in the magazine, I, mm. where I worked, there's a WH Smith downstairs. I was straight down. I was <laughs> down an escalator so quick. And I was just like, yes, yes, yes flicking through and it's one it's not got like sometimes they have like, like a bag around it and I was like through and I was like yes there we are I was just like yeah wicked and I'm like walking through work like I want someone to ask me why well, I've got that magazine no one cares I'm, like, you know he's like David Brent oh what's this uh you know so yeah 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 oh who's that oh look at that oh and so yeah I don't want it to be like that but um you know it is um I'm buzzed I'm still buzzed so I'm, I'm excited to see and I get excited to see what's online as well you know so, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. and here's the thing like i mean i've heard this album already it was literally my for the last week on my way into work in the my early shifts pretty yeah. much my car listening music it is to me it's album level uh, album of the year levels of class and thank you often when i hear something that i think my god this is stunning i can't help but think the band you guys in this question you must be so aware that you've crafted something incredibly special here was that very much the case? Do you know what? Like, I guess it's going to sound... We knew it was good, mm. but we're not the most confident people. 
Darren, who like our main guy at the label, I think he thinks I'm going to look pass away soon out of fear, out of worry, because it's just something I've got from my dad. It's panic about everything. Do you know what I mean? Someone could walk past and say, good morning. And I'd be like, why did they fucking say good morning? Do you know what I mean? Like, and like, so shit like that. So, but we, we knew we had something good. Mm. Um, it's weird. Myself and Angus were in a band before, which did an album that I consider it should have been everyone, every band that we ever toured with, every musical friend. We had a really nice cult fan base, but it's just the industry side just never took to it. Mm. And I have, there's people in bands now that are doing really well who loved and idolized what me and Angus done, got tattoos and everything. And I'm like, you guys are in a massive band. What are you do? And I'd been there before and I was like, I know it's good. I've been here before and it never happened. But this, I think, already the vibe like I say I'm hearing from people I mean it's not I know it's not for everyone I know a lot of it's it's intense there's some long songs but I think it for band being our debut album and we've never had that confidence now we're gaining confidence from people going fucking hell this is great and we're like oh yeah oh it is sweet and you it makes you feel good it makes you want to like you get to a level um by people making you feel good about what you've done so yeah like things like what you just said i mean yeah it's great it's great to hear and um i do think we knew we had some really special stuff but you know to what you you don't know until you hear it back and you're like fucking hell i always knew desolate heart was going to be a special song and um like certain things like people might hear like the end song with the spanish guitar intro you know, you get some albums where that's, that Spanish intro is really loud. So when the heavy stuff comes in, there's no vibe. I want it to feel like I'm massively into Western films. So that's that's a piece of music I've had for 12 years. And, you know, you can probably hear the inspirations behind it. But when I want people to hear it, and I just want it to, to set the scene of being in like an old bar. And it's just got Angus in the corner just strumming away. And it feels like it sets the scene. And I hope people get that. And... Yeah, I you know, once we kind of got it back and then Darren at the label who, you know, deals with Sleep Token, Ramstein and all that was like, this could be this could be the album of next year. Um and we're like, Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Hi. <laughs> because we're just we're just not like, yeah, fuck, you know, we're Metallica, just like, you know, sort of over laughing a joke. But yeah, when when you hear things like that, it does make you feel good. So, you know, let's just see what others think. It is, it's simply that. It's a couple of weeks later, the dust will have settled, hopefully, and then you get a much clearer idea of what might, uh, what people have thought. <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. So we'll we, we soon see, but everything seems positive at the moment, for sure. Hmm, absolutely. Um, the concept then, obviously a character being pulled between light and dark, good and evil, so <laughs> that uh, thing. Yeah. Elaborate on why you chose to focus on that idea um well for me like um it was uh, i find it i i hate just writing eight songs about eight different things like fair people play to people who can do it i need to draw on something i need to make a story out of something and that's what i've kind of always done when it comes to writing lyrics and with this i was like really trying to think and i had like a little bit of a i had a bad spell for like two months compared to what people have to deal with like daily it was in the grand scheme of things, it was fucking nothing. It was just me not thinking straight, not getting myself sorted, you know. And um, But I took on for that two months. I've never felt like that. And I must admit, when I kind of got all myself sorted and I, I kind of had to do a few things and whatnot, I felt great. I was like, fucking, 
I was like David Blaine levitating down the street. I was like, I fucking love this. And um, but up until that point, I was I was having a bad time. And uh, you know, um, it was just it gave me something to draw on. Now it's not necessarily my story, but it gave me a view to kind of go on. Um, and it is just like, you know, get, getting pulled with, between two things. And what do you do? Do you find a way out, um, or do you let it consume you? And um, and there's with a the track listing, um, I've said this, and I think in a press release, it's like the film memento. So yeah. it's not in order. It's it's kind of like figure it out. But we haven't given away all the lyrics in the booklet. There's like only a paragraph. So maybe one day someone will go. Actually, this is. I think this is the order it goes in. Right. It's quite it's quite clear what the last one is. So um, but it's um, so it's things like that. But yeah, there's nothing real great. I w- I wouldn't turn around and go. God, yeah, I was. I had this going on and I had that going on because I didn't, you know, there are people who have really bad fucking problems and I will never put myself in with them because they are living a terrible fucking, like I couldn't even picture, but I just know for two months I felt different. Mm. So yeah. And that's, that's kind of, I just drew from that and it just, uh, it just, I could just needed to put it into a story form and I've kind of tried to make it like a picture of a world and, you know, and that's kind of what I come up with. There's nothing really too like special or detailed about it, but it's just like a little snippet. I managed to blend it into a story. I completely understand what you're saying, but you must also be aware that even though like um, you you can say your experience was obviously nowhere as, as severe as potentially what you're aware of other people go through, and you drew from mm-hmm. that to create this concept, that still mm-hmm. has weight of some true feelings and reality for many people who often suffer in silence. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. Can, like if you've taken that into account where you're like okay there's a chance that some people out there will um mm-hmm. hopefully get solace from this do you know what? i mean if it does you know if it's even if it's one person who comes up and goes to call you know that really thing that would be an amazing that would make me feel i wouldn't know how to really respond to be fair because like it that's that would that would I guess that give you a feeling that you know i've never had before if someone turned up and when i read these lyrics and and I could really like think like I can relate and I've really got something from it. I wouldn't know. I really know. Like I just wouldn't know what to say. Um, yeah. But that would be an amazing. To, to, if someone ever said that, that would be an amazing feeling because if you've made someone feel better or whatnot, oh, I mean, you can't get better than that, you know. Um, I know, like, I know there might be some things and that people kind of read or maybe take as a different way because I've done that with lyrics. You know, what I mean, I've had. Again, I read lyrics like years later, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm fucking thinking." <laughs> so, but you know, if it does, that would be an amazing, an amazing feeling. I'm, I'm sure, like, if and when that time does come, that even if, like, I say one person comes up and go, "Fucking hell, that's an amazing song." Thanks for that. Yeah, that would make me feel a million bucks totally. Awesome, awesome. This period then, the long build up to release, uh, you know, we have to drip feed your content, get your singles out, <laughs> do your press and all that stuff. Is it something you enjoy? Yeah, no, it's, you know what, it can be stressful. Um, currently, like, we, we don't have a manager, so I sort of deal with a lot of the stuff. And it's just like, and as I said earlier, I worry about everything, mm. everything. And when something doesn't go right, like the release of the, the new video, there was something like a slight issue, but it's a minor issue. But in yeah. my mind, it's it's like I have to save the world, sort of shit, you know. But in reality, it's fucking nothing. Um, 
but yeah i do enjoy it i do enjoy seeing what comes back i do enjoy seeing like doing promos just reading reviews doing articles doing interviews like, it's, a, it's a nice feeling it's nice that people want to kind of to look and cover your band and take an interest in it so i like kind of doing all this and it's, it's an interesting thing the other guys i mean i take on a lot of stuff the other guys have like families and stuff so i'm like i'm just sat at, sat at home with my cat and i'm like oh i can do it yeah great so it is it's quite a nice feeling it's, it's, it's good to to be involved and seeing how everything's building and yeah it's cool how about um the the expectations, demands of being in a modern band. Do you think you're well versed in that? And I'm talking about the uh, social media side of things and <laughs> being constant. <laughs> um, mate, like we are Twitter, we are shit. Right? <laughs> and I see all these bands, and I'm like, how do you do it? Uh, I have no idea. Twitter, it just seems it's just not for us. Mm. We're slow, you know, we're slowly getting to grips with like the workings of Instagram um facebook you just don't know anymore with facebook but I, every day it's just like twitter no one cares no one cares about us on twitter mm. i don't know what to do i don't know what to be like and i can't go like hi guys blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> like just it's you know it's it's cool it's great there's, there's obviously more like social platforms you can use but like, that are kind of key ones yeah but, um it's, it's still trying to figure it all out and trying to i see bands who, who are so good at social media like brady from conjurer amazing He's like the man at social media. Mm. I'm just, I'm just shit. Like anything I put out, I'm just like, oh, I can't post it. I don't know what I'm going on about. So, um, but you know, it's um, we are definitely trying to get to grips more with being more like present and understanding. I think with the whole social media thing, I sound like an old man here. Yeah, clearly, I'm clearly a little bit out of touch with the whole thing. No, so, yeah, things move, like things it. move so fast. Yeah, because it's all algorithms and trying to keep up with the ever-changing world. But <laughs> yeah. well, when I talk to bands, it's often as well, the fact there's an expectation amongst fan bases these days more than ever for you to be real on there, in so to speak, yeah. as individuals as well. And that, yeah, that's yeah. where the disconnect comes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I much prefer to meet someone face-to-face than over Twitter I mean, I've got mates who have all these friends that they made from social media, and I don't even know if they met. Right. And um, but yeah, no, there's all that thing. But um, I'm better with. I know there's all this stuff you need to do online and to build this and that. But I, I think meeting someone, having a chat, to me, that's that 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 will do more for me than going to someone online. Yeah, you're amazing or something. So yeah, but I, I get obviously you have to do everything, and I have become one of those. I'm looking at algorithms. I'm looking at this and that. And the, the worst thing is looking at view counts. Mm. It's not good because you're like, oh, fuck. Like, does that mean we're shit? Yeah. And it doesn't. It doesn't at all. But you, 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 let, it into your, you get let it into your head. Yeah. Um, so there's some, there's some shit about it. But, yeah, I have found that um, I'm paying more attention. I'm just trying to figure it out because I've kind of I've kind of taken on a role as the kind of manager. So I'm still trying to work everything out a word will come up and I'm like, hmm, Google, what the fuck, what does this mean? <laughs> like a word I've never heard or something. So, you know, it's all a learning process for sure. I think it's safe to say we're a few months away from Earn being on TikTok and doing dances and things like that, right? <sighs> Do you know what? No chance. Fuck it. My nieces are on TikTok and I'm like, I have, not, I have no idea. So, yeah, that's, I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, that's cool. Um, 
So you, you pre- pre- previously mentioned you, you, the previous band you're in and the uh, buzz that was around you guys uh, then and so on. Obviously, that's the past, and we're not going to harp on mm-hmm. that. I just wanted to know what your expectations are. Is there a hope that fans of that band will potentially <laughs> come along to see, basically, what Earn have to offer? Um, I think... So, so myself and Angus have been in three bands of each other. Um, and Hang the Bastard, which I think we're probably too metal for Hang the Bastard. Um, and there was a band called Chapters, and we're not as technical as Chapters. I think there's enough from both sides for maybe fans to come along. I think if they haven't come along now, I don't think they will start. Maybe. Um, I think maybe with the Chapters, there might be another thing because the first Earn EP is very riff, very simple, very dumb, very simple music. Um, but now with the album, I think some of the Chapters fans will come along. It'd be great if they do. Um, there definitely has been a percentage of fans, and certainly with Hang the Bastard fans, there's been some. But um, if they don't, I, I understand. You know, things change and what have you. But it'd be great. Obviously, the more people who like you, you know, the better. And it makes, you know, you know, it makes you feel good if people have been following you along. I've got, we have a few people who have been following me and Angus's work for the last sort of 10 or so years. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, it'd be nice that people do take an interest in your work for sure. Definitely. I've still got somewhere over there. I've still got um, some of the, the stuff, set lists and stuff from your last ever Hang the Bastard show. Oh, okay. Sweet. Okay. Great. Yeah, I'm trying to think, well, because there was there was the last one and then they did a reunion with the original lineup for one off show, some whatever. Like I don't It wasn't that one. It was it was Damnation Fest would have been the last one, I think. Our London London. I can't fucking remember. The London, London yeah, the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm. was, that was it. Mm. I have to ask then, off um Serpents and Spirit, I want to know what your personal favourite track is. Because um, I'm going to tell you mine. I'm going to put tell you oh, mine. Memorial. Go for it, yeah. um, it sounds weird to choose the instrumental because obviously there's no <laughs> vocals, but you just obviously doesn't have my vocals on. That's an insult. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm going to I'm going to hopefully win you over with this, man. Honestly, it, I haven't heard an instrumental that good since Orion. Um, Thank you. That, that's the comparative I can give. So that's mine. What about you? What's your personal favorite? Um, Desolate Heart. I think for me is. That's everything um, that I love. It's inspired by Nevermore, Death. Then it kind of goes off in its own thing. But, you know, um, that was like one, it kind of like, for me, it stands out. But Memorial, Memorial's probably the song that I wrote most for. Um, Angus does a lot of our stuff. He's, or I will hum something and he had to turn it into something. I could hum something completely fucking different. He goes, oh, there you go. I'm like, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? But it's a completely different riff. Um, but, yeah, no, Memorial, I think, is real standout. Memorial's a bit of a tribute, to be fair, to like Chuck from Death, Cliff, Metallica, Neil from Rush. It's a bit of a tribute to things, as well as it being in line with the story. There's certain elements of riffs that are purposely there, drum feels that are purposely there as a tilt of the hat to, um, there's a riff in there that's a lot I wrote, that's very like like Death. There's a drum feel that Rich has done. It's very much like, you know, Neil Peart and, you know, there's certain things. So. I think Memorials, Memorials, the one that Darren at the record label has gone mental for. And I wanted to write an instrumental. And now when you see on albums, they go, oh, it's an instrumental. Well, it is. It's a two-minute acoustic interlude at the start of an album. And I'm like, don't call it an instrumental. We haven't called this an instrumental. It's just, you know, it's a song. Then you get Dream Theater kind of instrumentals where it's fantastic. But I wanted to write a metal one. I don't feel there's been a good metal one in years. 
that I know of. Um, I'm sure like, you know, people will go, oh, you don't know about this song by, you know, I don't know, whatever the band is, the shitheads. They've done yeah. amazing instruments. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, fucking, I have no idea. But um, I really wanted to do something that I feel like there's not many of anymore, a real metal instrumental. And I think, I think we've done really well with it. I'm really happy with it. So yeah, no, I'm glad you like it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, all right. The other big kind of thing that's happening in the urn camp beyond the UK tour dates and all that is Bloodstock. Bloodstock Festival 2021. You're playing the South yeah. stage on the Thursday. Are you fans yes, of yes, the sir. festival? And how much yeah, of a yeah. big deal is it to kind of play? Yeah, no, no, big big time fans. We've like been as we played it as a band, um, Hang the Bastard, and we've been as uh, punters, and I love it. I like it's cool and I like that there's not too many thousands of people because when you get too many thousands of people, I'm like, fucking, no, I can't do <laughs> too many. I'm just like, I'm have bad, a meltdown. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I'm buzzing. And to be fair, Simon from Bloodstock, he was on this straight away. He was big time onto it, called me up. I'd never, I don't think I'd ever really spoke to him. And he called me up on the phone, heard Desolate Heart, one of the first people to hear it and he was like my fucking god he was like i get to hear everything remember i've not heard anything like this for years i'm like oh, oh fucking yeah great he went, do you want it like and i was like oh i thought we'd be playing like the new blood or i didn't i can't remember and he was just like want you on i want you on a certain day though because i think because that would be the main stage for that day i was like i really want people to really focus on this mm. but yeah and i'm buzzing um and on sunday that Sunday with like Diamond Head and fucking I love Saxon, you know, fucking love Saxon. Um, ripped the lyric off of Saxon for um, on this album. There's not a lyrics, it's a certain bit. And um, yeah, into Priest. So I'm fucking buzzing. I love it. It's great. So and it's the first big festival, like proper festival we're going to be doing. Mm. So yeah. So before we get sick and tired of them, I'm really glad we've got this. So oh. yeah, for sure. I love as well, because it is the Thursday you said, and the whole point of the Thursday is obviously the extra day of Bloodstock. So Thursday, <laughs> the selfie stage becomes the main stage effectively. So <laughs> almost guaranteed to have the biggest crowds ever seen on that day. Yeah, oh, fingers crossed, man. Like, hopefully, like, unless everyone goes outside to sunbathe and misses us. Mm. <laughs> well, finally, <laughs> then, last thing, the remind remainder of 2021. Is it simply we're waiting to sort of see what we're allowed to do, or do you have big plans in the work for 2021? Um, a little bit hard at the moment, to be as you know, but there's a couple of really cool things we've been asked to do, and there's something we've got to announce, which is we're fucking happy, <laughs> happy with. Um, so hopefully that'll be uh, getting announced soon. Um, and there's a few cool bits which have really taken us by surprise that, like, because sort of, we're just completely, like, shocked by everything. Do you know what I mean? Everything, every time like, we sell a shirt, we're like, oh, my God, sold a shirt to, like, Albania. Who yeah. would have thought? And um, so, yeah, every little thing like that is kind of like, a sh like wow. But, um, yeah, we've got some cool things to announce. And we've also got some cool things to announce for the first half of um, next year. Okay. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's all going good, yeah. I mean, that's can't ask for anything more. And that is the perfect mm -hmm. way to end this. Joe, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Cool, man. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for asking me. And um, I'm really glad you enjoyed the album. So uh, fingers crossed, man. Something comes of it. And, uh, and hopefully I'll catch you at a London show and we can have a pint. 
Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on GBHBL.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash GBHBL as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal. What else is life for?